Welcome to the Tales of Mythic Adventure podcast, coming to you from distant shores. And welcome again to the Tales of Mythic Adventure podcast. The podcast is coming to you from Chaosium, Chaosium in Australia, as it happens, because I am Michael O'Brien, also known as Mob, and I'm talking to people at Chaosium and some people that are doing things with us. And hopefully they will be of great interest. This one I'm sure will be because I'm actually talking to El Presidente himself, Rick Mites, about what is going on at Chaosium. I'm going to throw over to that discussion I had with him now. Over we go. And we're talking to Rick, the president of Chaosium, coming in from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Chaosium Central HQ. How are things, Rick? Well, I... It's amazing, astounding, and exciting. And I'd like to just say to all the listeners out there, welcome to another tale of mythic adventure. Oh, it's so good to get one of those in again. So, Rick, uh, Chaosium is uh, proceeding well on all fronts, I believe. Can you give us a bit of an update about what's happening? I, it's all good news, Mob. It really is. I, I, I'm not trying to you know, be glib or simplify the message down. But in the end, things are going very well. Sales are up. New product is going out. We're fulfilling the Kickstarters. It's not all just go, 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 but it's all good. Well, that is some, that is some, definitely some good news to, to spread around. So, uh, Call of Cthulhu 7 is now well and truly out. So, uh, we've got that in. Absolutely. In uh, backer's hands, um, got it in in game stores, and we're getting some some nice reviews, which is terrific. And we've got some new product about to come out for that too. Yes, we do. We're very very close, as in it's on the boat, and I, I I'm hoping for more ships of Cthulhu type of updates. But in the end, Pulp Cthulhu and Doors to Darkness and the Keeper card decks are all on the boats headed our way. Oh, tell us a bit more about the Keeper card decks. That's something that uh, I was talking to Mike Mason actually about about the other two, but um, that one didn't come up. That's we, we need to hear some more. Well, I'm holding a set of them up to the microphone. Excellent. As you can tell. Yep. And it, it's a wonderful four-deck set. It's got uh, a number of pieces of art that are seen in the rule book, plus additional art as well. It's got the four decks, uh, the weapons and artifacts deck, curious characters deck, unfortunate events, and the phobia deck. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are for the keepers to use to just add all the more of a visual presentation of what's going on in the game, making all that more tangible. Excellent. And so this is this four deck set is going to be sold as a set. We're not going to sell them individually. Just because it simplifies things so much but we are offering a you know a wonderful price on it and we're hoping to get those off of the boats immediately get them out to backers and then start selling them to the general public as well oh that's wonderful so this is something that was in the original uh kickstarter so this is something that backers are hanging out for huh it was one of the plethora of stretch goals but it was one of the key ones. And so, you know, we're trying to deliver as much as we can, as fast as we can with the budget we have. And these keeper decks are part of that. It's one of the last big printed deliverables along with Pulp Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. 
that are going out to the backers. And so this year is the big year to fulfill as much of the Kickstarter as we can, even though we're getting down to the last few months of the year. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a wonderful shipment out to backers in about a month. Oh, that's that super. is going to go a long way. We're going to have Kickstarter updates going in detail. And, of course, we have to have those Kickstarter updates be the definitive source first to the backers. But in general, there's going to be a wonderful update coming out on Kickstarter soon to all the backers, letting them know about all the great stuff that's going to be showing up in their mailbox. Wonderful. So actually, you did touch on a, a, an important issue there. We, we're doing this as uh, as quick as our, our finances allow. So it's not just simply a case of just printing everything and sending it out, is it? No, we, we wish it was that simple, but we inherited a very difficult situation. It's hard to believe that it was so many months ago, you know, in, in the middle of last year. But since that time, it's been a constant balancing act between investing money in new product, fulfilling the Kickstarters, paying incredibly huge shipping bills, and delivering on all the promises that, uh, you know, have been out there for far too long. And so, unfortunately, you know, while there's good news on all fronts, one of the things that is regrettable, but it's a, a fact of life, is that we've had to do things at a pace that the bank will allow us to do without, you know, uh, bouncing any checks, not paying any bills. And uh, it, it's been a challenge. But it, fortunately, the news is we're meeting the obligations slower than we wish, but we're meeting the obligations. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and. I, I would say that uh, out there we're getting some very good uh, responses back from the backers. We're getting a lot of appreciation and, and support, which is good, because they, they've had to be very patient. Well, you know, the thing that we've seen over and over again over the last you know year plus is that if we are open and honest and communicate with the backers and our supporters, they respond in kind. And they give us honest and open feedback. And that's something that we have to never really step back from is just letting people know where things are, what's going on, and how we're making progress. Maybe it's slower than we wish, but still, it's better than just silence. So if you're a backer, you're going to get uh, emails from from uh, BackerKid or from from. Uh, Kickstarter itself. Kickstarter updates are always the place that starts. Mm -hmm. Kickstarter updates direct. There will be some additional things from BackerKit as well because we wanted to have that structure and organization for delivering uh, the rewards from the uh, Kickstarter, not just, uh, you know, ad hoc, you know, from the warehouse, hope the Excel spreadsheet is right, but have an organized database managing that. Mm -hmm. It was an expense, but an expense well worth the investment to get the backers what they need based on what they you know signed up for and and that was by no means as you said before uh, a simple process because of the plethora of different backer levels and and things that were out there one of the takeaways from that kickstarter is that simplicity is a virtue and you can almost kickstart yourself to death if you're not careful which, of course, was the uh, headline of that uh, article about Chaosium in uh, Geek and Sundry a few months ago, the company that kick-started itself to death, and then this happened, which is a very clickbaity title, I thought. 
it's it's definitely a catchy title, but it's also true. Yeah. So uh, if you're not actually a Kickstarter backer, and you and you do want to know, want to know news about what's happening with Chaosium, where 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 can people go to find that out? What's the best place? Well, I, I, I do have to take a small step back and find it interesting that the director of social media of Chaosium <laughs> is asking me that question. But that's okay. It's all good. I, you know, this this is one of the big successes we've had that I'm very proud of. And you need to pat yourself on the back for this mob, is that our social media presence is almost a thousandfold what it was a year ago. Between our Google Plus groups, between Facebook, Twitter. And so many other avenues, you know, even just the MailChimp, Ab Chaos newsletters. We well, well, actually that was that was the, that was kind of the question I was leading to to say sign up to our newsletter and uh, we'll, absolutely we'll send you the email about what's what's happening. But yeah, I take your point on the other social media stuff. I think it's a case of uh, trying to reengage with the audience that uh, Chaosium had, and there's a lot of fans of uh, of what Chaosium were doing out there and then of course trying to reach uh, new people as well next steps mm-hmm. i think are looking at things like instagram and pinterest and i think i've mentioned before that um my uh son's my 12 year old son's instagram page has more followers than chaosium does and he um uploads photographs of his soccer boots so that's another challenge we've got to work on well it may be that way now, but it's not going to stay that way because chaosium is all about communication. It's not about silence. It's not about obscurity. It's not about ignoring people. It's about letting people know what's going on because there are so many good things going on. Yep. And that's a big change. You know, I can understand why chaosium at X number of years ago was very quiet. There wasn't a lot of good news coming out. There were a lot of things they didn't particularly want to talk about. And I guess I there were only that. so many ways you could say the book is at the printers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we don't know, check back with us later. Or we wish you had good news to give you. But, you know, there are so many things going on that are going right mm-hmm. that it's exciting. And if you go onto our Google Plus or Facebook page or you're on Twitter, uh, you're you're going to see a very changed atmosphere, and it's good. And the thing is, even though it's it's a positive atmosphere, it doesn't mean we shy away from criticism or complaints. You know, we created customer service at chaosium.com for a very specific reason. And that's an that email, email was set up. Absolutely, customer service at chaosium.com was set up to deal. With unfortunately some of the bad things that happen with damaged shipments or lost shipments. But the thing is, we don't just want to take a casual or indifferent approach to getting product to customers. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing how, even though some of the stuff that goes through that email address is not necessarily a good thing, the attitude, the atmosphere is very positive. It's like, hey, this happened. I got a I got a dinged slip case or the postman must have left it out in the rain or my thieving neighbors stole my package. Okay, that stuff happens. We deal with it. The thing is we're dealing with it. Yeah. That's I'm, a good I'm, thing. I'm also gonna give a hat tip here to uh, the point man who receives those emails in the first instance. Dustin Wright. Yep. <clears throat> 
Dustin is doing a fantastic job on that. And I want to, I want to compliment him as well. You know, there was a time when customer service at Chiasium must have been the worst job in the world. Mm -hmm. And now customer service at Chiasium, while we have our ups and downs and not everything's always great, we're communicating, we are dealing with it. We are accepting, you know, that we don't always get things right, but we're fixing things. And that's a huge difference. It is. It's, Dustin's it's, the cornerstone of that. He he absolutely is. So another big hat tip to Dustin there. So, Rick, um, we need to wind up in just a sec. Uh, we've got uh, some exciting things happening with Call of Cthulhu. We have a new edition of RuneQuest that's being worked on. We've got a... Uh, the RuneQuest Classic Kickstarter has uh, stuff that's being worked on as well and, and coming out. So um, what what current things are being uh, worked on there that are going to be coming out sometime between now and the end of the year? Well, as we have said in recent updates, we are very close to having a number of products being ready to ship out to the backers. 2016 is the 50th anniversary of Glorantha. And so we want to get as much of RuneQuest Classic done this year as we can. And so with two new editors on board, we're upping the you know production capacity toward the end of the year here. Mm-hmm. And so Plunder, Rune Masters, Pavis, and Big Rubble, which are a little bit of a shift in the production schedule, uh, we're going to have all those out very soon. Wonderful. And then based on if we keep going at the same editing cycle that we have – and I'm bringing on an extra layout person in terms of Nick Nicario has been dying to lay out some of the uh, RuneQuest classic books for us. Mm-hmm. Between two of us doing layout and the two new editors, we want to get as many of these done as we can by the end of the year. You know, we, the, the premium pro- rewards with the unpublished uh, you know, material and also the RuneQuest one uh, playtest manuscript. Yep. Those are coming back from the printers and going out very, very shortly. So even though it's a bit of a squeeze toward the end of the year, there are lots of things coming for Christmas. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, Rick, we we do have to wind up now, so I'm going to throw to you to uh, close this episode. Thank you, Mob. I've been dying to do that because that concludes another tale of mythic adventure. Wonderful. Thanks, Rick. Oh, my pleasure, Mom. Always always great to talk with you. Looking forward to the next time. Oh, the sun never sets on us. 